St. Thomas is among the most famous of the Twelve Apostles, as recorded in the four canonical Gospels. Thomas is known as Didymus Thomas or Thomas the Twin, as some believed that he was Jesus' twin brother, or as Doubting Thomas when he expressed doubt in Jesus' resurrection and only believed when he put his hand into Jesus' wounds. However, Thomas' influence in Christianity is often overlooked. In fact, there are around 6 million Christians today who can trace their roots back to the Apostle, at least by means of tradition. In this video, we will be looking at the origins of Thomasine Christianity, its spread to and growth in the Indian subcontinent, and its beliefs. This is the Godcast. I'm Xavier, and make sure to subscribe for more content, or follow our podcast if you are listening on Spotify. Without further ado, let's get into it. It is absolutely essential that when we are attempting to visualize pre-Nicene Christianity, that this version of Christianity, being of course Christianity before the First Council of Nicaea, when the Trinity was officially adopt, adopted as doctrine, uh, there was actually no set version of Christianity. There were rather versions of Christianity before this council. Some such groups, but not all, uh, include the following. Firstly, Proto-Orthodox slash Emerging Catholics who sprung up around 100 to 325 CE. Jewish Christians, including the Ebionites, Elkosites, and Pre-Pauline Christians. Montanists, Gnostics, including Sethians, Ophites, and more. Valentinians, and Marcionites. The Proto-Orthodox or Emerging Catholics began, roughly speaking, with Ignatius of Antioch, a late 1st century and early 2nd century church father who was a disciple of John and the author of some of the earliest writings on Christianity outside the New Testament. In fact, Ignatius coined the term Christian to distinguish Jews and Gentiles who, had, who adhered to Paul's views of the Jewish law from Jewish Christians who continued to practice circumcision, dietary restrictions, and more. Jewish Christians were a diverse group and included Peter, James, and John, especially before the reforms of Paul were put into place, but also included the Ebionites, a sect who valued poverty and held an adoptionist Christology, arguing that Jesus was adopted by the God the Father at his baptism. The, the Ebionites may have traced their roots back to a figure named Ebion, although this is unverifiable, but the group did possess their own gospel called the Gospel of the Ebionites, which only survives in quotations by 4th century Christian historian and Bishop Eusebius of Caesarea. The Elkosites were a Jewish Christian sect who practiced weekly baptism, which purportedly included invoking the name of objects and celestial bodies, as well as the name of God the Father and Jesus, and based their teachings on a book they claimed had either fallen from heaven or had been given to them by an angel to their founder, whose name was Elkosay. Montanists were a proto-Pentecostal apocalyptic premillennialist prophetic movement that was defended by some church fathers and repudiated by others. This group emerged in the second century with its founder, Montanus, who claimed to receive revelations and was accompanied by two women, Prisa and Maximilla, who also claimed to have the gift of prophecy. The movement was called the New Prophecy and held its adherence to high moral standards that impressed the likes of Tertullian, who joined their sects before becoming disillusioned and starting his own community. Montanists were characterized by their ecstatic prophesying akin to modern-day charismatics. Gnosticism is an umbrella term that relates primarily to schools or movements within Christianity, which claimed that one was saved through secret knowledge or gnosis. The God of the Old Testament is the evil creator of the world, and the material world is evil. Jesus is incorporeal, and there are a variety of 
and there are a variety of spiritual beings called ions who inhabit the true heaven called the Pleroma. But the seven false heavens are guarded by agents of the Demiurge called Archons, who prevent souls from passing unless they know the secret passwords, which can only be obtained through Gnosis. Marcionism was similar to Valentinianism and Gnosticism, but basically like those two movements, but without ions or secret knowledge. Valentinianism was an initiatory school that was based heavily off of Hellenistic Judaism, Egyptian Hellenistic Egyptian philosophy, and Gnosticism. They too used secret knowledge and included a variety of rituals akin to modern and historic proto-Orthodox rituals, including baptism, although in their version of baptism, one was linked to an angel, which linked them back to the Pleroma. Early Christianity was diverse, but as well as containing groups of various movements, it also contained traditions that sprung up around various apostles. By this, I mean that there were communities of Christians dedicated to specific apostles who wrote texts attributed to those apostles. Those groups include as follows, Johannine Christians, which, which include the Gospel of John, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, the Book of Revelation, maybe, the Acts of John, and the Apocryphon of John, maybe. The second group would be the Petrine Christians who included texts such as 1 Peter, 2 Peter, the Gospel of Peter, and the Apocalypse of Peter. And, thirdly, the Thomasine Christians, who wrote texts such as, who wrote texts including the Gospel of Thomas, the Acts of Thomas, the Hymn of the Pearl, the Book of Thomas the Contender, and the Infancy Gospel of Thomas. While all these individual communities are deserving of their own video, we will only be looking at the literature of the Thomasine Christians in this video. <music> Thomas and Literature. The Gospel of Thomas is a fascinating text that may provide insight into the historical Jesus. John Dominic Crossan, a prominent Life of Jesus scholar, has argued that the Gospel of Thomas dates back to around 50 CE. Thomas on literature includes texts such as the Infancy Gospel of Thomas, the Hymn of the Pearl, the Book of Thomas the Contender, and the Acts of Thomas. The Book of Thomas the Contender is a dialogue between Thomas the Apostle and Jesus, who is referred to as the Savior. The text was written by an unnamed prophet who was writing under the name of the Apostle Matthias. In the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th centuries of Christianity, it was common for prophetic individuals to experience visions in the form of Jesus, imparting secret knowledge upon one or more apostles, and then writing down the vision and only allowing certain initiates or individuals deemed of high enough spiritual maturity to read the text. For more information on this trend among ancient Christians, check out Revelations by Dr. Elaine Pagels. The Book of Thomas the Contender deals with themes of warning people who are too interested in, let us say, physical intimate actions, and warning people who are unbelievers, as well as imparting upon Thomas, uh, Matthias, and the reader secret knowledge possibly designed to be taught to the reader by an initiate. The text is highly influenced by Gnosticism, an umbrella term for a variety of sects and schools in early Christianity that taught that human beings could only achieve salvation by Gnosis or secret initiate only knowledge. However, the term quote unquote Gnosticism can be very difficult to define, and some scholars have argued against using the term. Gnosticism taught that the God of the Old Testament was a malevolent being referred to as the Demiurge and preached an elaborate cosmology of spirits called ions. Gnostics believed that there were that there are that there existed seven false heavens created by the Demiurge, and there are these beings referred to as archons who guard souls, and they're called the jailers of the souls, and they keep um, they're, they're the guards over the seven 
heavens, the seven quote-unquote false heavens, bypassing the archons and ascending to the eighth and true heaven called the Pleroma, where Jesus and the Ions dwell requires one to learn secret passcodes to tell the archons so they would let one through. Gnostics were heavily influenced by Middle and Neoplatonism, schools of Platonism that viewed that the material world less desirably than how alternative philosophies saw the matter, no pun intended, but Gnostics viewed the material world as the evil creation of the Demiurge. I say no pun intended because Neoplatonism referred to the material world as the realm called matter and the lowest of all emanations or stages of reality. The text itself borrows from a variety of different traditions, including the tradition of classical ancient Greek religion, specifically ancient Greek cosmology, saying, quote, moreover, he can neither turn nor move on account of the great depth of the great depth of Tartaros and the heavy bitterness of Hades that is steadfast, dot, 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 them to it, dot, dot, dot. They will not forgive, dot, 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 pursue you. They will hand, dot, 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 over to, dot, 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 angel Tartarokos, dot, 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 fire pursuing them, dot, 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 fiery scourges that cast a shower of sparks into the face of the one who is pursued. If he flees westward, he finds the fire, end quote. Borrowing cosmology from ancient Greek paganism is not specific to this text. Consider the following from the Apocalypse of Peter. Quote, I shall grant to my summoned and my elect all, the, all those whom they ask me to remove from punishment, and I shall grant them a beautiful baptism in salvation in the Atarusian Lake, which is said to be in the Elysian Field of Justification with my saints. End quote. The Elysian Fields, Tartarus, Hades, and Atarusian. Atarusia are all locations in the ancient Greek underworld. Evidence for the ancient Greek prophetic trend I referred to reads as follows, quote, the secret words that the Savior spoke to Judas, which I, even I, Matthias, wrote down while I was walking, listening to them speak with one another. Notice the similar, end quote, notice the similarity between this introduction and that of the Gospel of Thomas. Quote, there are, there are the secret sayings that the living Jesus spoke and Didymus Judas Thomas recorded. End quote. The anti-sexual activity theme is very prevalent throughout the text with passages such as the following. And by the text, I'm, not, I'm now going back to refer to the book of Thomas the Contender. The text reads, quote, Woe to you who love intimacy with womankind and polluted intercourse with them. Woe to you who in the grip of the powers of your body, for they will afflict you. Quote, then the Savior continued and said, Unsearchable, cloud of the soul, O bitterness of the fire that blazes in the bodies of men and, and in their marrow, kindling in them day and night, and burning the limbs of men, and making their minds become drunk, and their souls become deranged, them within, uh, dot, 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 them within f- males and females, dot, 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 night, and moving them, dot, 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 secretly and visibly. For the males move move dot 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 upon the females and the females upon the males therefore it is said anyone who seeks the truth from wisdom will make himself wings as to fly fleeing the lust that scorches the spirits of men and he will make himself wings to flee every visible spirit end quote the gospel of thomas the the book of thomas the contender was likely written in the in the early third century probably after the year 225 which is roughly when the acts of thomas was written the gospel of thomas parts of which can be dated to around 50 CE, is also a saint's gospel, which also may be a part of the prophetic tradition of early Christianity. Keep in mind, this dating to the year 50 CE, give or take, is um, only from one scholar. There is not a scholarly consensus as to, actually not from one scholar, there are multiple who believe that 
it is a lens into the, historic, into the historical Jesus, but there's, again, no scholarly consensus on whether or not that is the case. The Gospel of Thomas contains many sayings that are similar to sayings in the Synoptic Gospels, or Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These sayings may date back to the historical Jesus. However, well-respected scholars are on both sides of the issue, as stated before. Some similar sayings found across both traditions read as follows. Jesus said, Those who seek should not stop seeking until they find. When they find, they will be disturbed. When they are disturbed, they will marvel and will reign over all. And after they have reigned, they will rest. That's Thomas first two. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Jesus said, No prophet is welcome on his home turf. Doctors do not cure those who know them. Thomas chapter 31, or verse 31. Truly I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. Luke chapter 4, verse 24. Jesus said, One can't enter a strong person's house and take it by force without tying his hands. Then one can loot his house. Thomas verse 35. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Mark chapter 3, verses 27 through 28. Jesus said, A person cannot mount two horses or bend two bows, and a slave cannot serve two masters. Otherwise, that slave will honor the one and defend the other. Nobody drinks aged wine and immediately wants to drink young wine. Young wine is not poured into old wineskins or they might break. And aged wine will not pour into new into a new wineskin or, or it might spoil. Thomas verse 47. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other. Or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Jesus said, Show me the stone that the builders rejected as the keystone. Thomas, verse 66. Haven't you read this passage of scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is mar marvelous in our eyes. Mark chapter 12, verses 10 through 11. This gospel may also include a similarity to the gospel of Thomas. I am the light that is over all things. I am all from all came forth, and to me all attained, split a piece of wood. I am there, lift up the stone, and you will find me there. Thomas, verse 77. When Jesus again spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John, chapter 8, verse 12. If the Gospel of Thomas was written in the first century, and if the, there are textual similarities between Thomas 77 and John 8, 12, then this could prove that the I am sayings of, John, of, John, of Jesus that only appear in the Gospel of John date back to the historical Jesus. Similarly to the Synoptic Gospels, the Gospel of Thomas contains phrases that, when translated into Aramaic, make more sense than when left in Koine Greek, the language in which virtually all early Christian literature, including the New Testament, was written. The Gospel of Thomas clearly contains many fascinating similarities to the Synoptic Gospels. However, it also contains incredibly cryptic passages. Consider the following. Jesus said, Lucky is the lion that the human will eat, so that the lion becomes human. And foul is the human that the lion will eat. The lion will still become human. Thomas 7. The disciples said to Jesus, We know that you are going to leave us. Who will be our leader? Jesus said to them, No matter where you are, where you are to go, go to James the just for the for whose sake heaven and earth came into being. Thomas chapter twelve. Jesus said, When you see one who was not born of woman fall on your faces and worship, that one is your father. Thomas fifteen. This may relate to John chapter ten, verse thirty, which reads, I and the Father are one. So when Peter said to them, Make Mary leave us, for females don't deserve life. Jesus said, Look, I will guide her to make her male, so that she too may become a living spirit resembling you males. For every female who takes who makes herself male will enter the kingdom of heaven. Thomas verse one fourteen. Jesus said, When you make the 
the two into one, you'll become children of Adam. And when you say mountain move here, it will move. Thomas verse 106. Thomas verse 106 is interesting because it may be a reference to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 2, which reads, If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Clearly the gospel of Thomas is a fascinating text for many, many reasons. The infancy gospel is another text of the Thomasian literature which contains similarities to the Quran. The gospel was written in the second century, quite possibly in the eastern part of the Roman Empire, and recounts infancy narratives of Jesus. The gospel begins with, with Jesus playing with several little children and commanding the flow of water in a brook by his word alone. Jesus makes 12 birds from clay and claps his hands to make them come alive and fly away. Afterwards, the son of Annas, the scribe, takes a willow branch, takes a branch from a willow tree and, quote, dispersed the waters which Jesus had gathered together. Jesus then proceeded, Jesus then pronounced the son of Annas who did this would wither up like a, like a, branch and would wither away. Jesus walked through the village and a child running uh, d- past him dashed against his shoulder. Jesus then uh, pronounced the child not finished running. The child fell down and died. Um, several days later, Jesus was, quote, playing in the upper story of a certain house and one of the young children uh, that played with him fell down from the house and died, end quote. The parents of the boy accused Jesus of pushing him and jumped down from the house and said, Z- quote, Zeno for that for that for was his na- name called arise and tell me did i cast thee down the boy arose rather the boy rose from the dead and said nay lord thou didst not cast me down but but didst but didst raised me up end quote after this the boy's parents glorified god and worshiped jesus the gospel continues on with other stories and ends uh, with the following, quote, And Jesus arose and followed his mother and was subject to his parents, and his mother kept in mind all that, that had came to pass. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and grace. Unto him be glory for, forever and ever. Amen. Quote, The Hymn of the Pearl is a Gnostic poem which contains, which is contained within the Acts of Thomas. The, the, the poem is very complicated and requires a high level of, the, of education in the field of early Christian history to understand, so I'm holding off on attempting to explain it in this uh, video slash podcast because it would be highly nuanced, and I did not want to want this video to be super long. With that being said, let us uh, turn our attention to the Acts of Thomas. The Acts of Thomas was written in the first century, and, of first rather, first half of the third century. It contains an account of Thomas's uh, missionary journey to the Indian subcontinent. Uh, let's go on to history now, which obviously relates to the Acts of Thomas because this is a historical uh, text, or at least purports to be, uh, in the spirit of tradition. Even without the lens of faith and its traditions, the possibility that Thomas traveled to India to preach the gospel could actually have historical merit. The discovery of Roman coins in southern India suggests that a commercial network between Alexandria and India existed in the 1st and 2nd century, but ceased in, 12, in 215 as a result of Caraclella's massacre in Alexandria, shifting the trade routes from the Roman Empire to India, from Alexandria to Persia, from Alexandria to India to the Persian Gulf and the Ethiopian Adulis in the Red Sea to India. This massacre ended the presence of Indian merchants in Alexandria and ceased the flow of Roman coins to southern India. While skeptics might argue that Indian merchants before the 3rd century, being the the century in which the Acts of Thomas was written, 
brought Christianity to India themselves, completely independent of the Apostle Thomas. The fact that most Christians in Alexandria in the first and second centuries were Greek and, and that Christian meetings were held in secret as Christianity was legal at the time, an exchange between the two groups would have been unlikely and would, would likely have only um, contained the Indian merchant sharing Buddhism with the Alexandrian Christians rather than the Alexandrian Christian sharing uh, Christianity with the Indian Christians. The Acts of Thomas may be summarized as Jesus selling Thomas into slavery in order for him to carry on his uh, missionary journey. Uh, Thomas essentially goes to India to preach the gospel and is eventually uh, and converts a family of an Indian king, but is slain. Uh, with that being said... Um, this has been a very fascinating podcast episode so far, and I want to make it into a two-part episode. So uh, we are actually going to stop there for the sake of time. But uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, I look forward to uh, the next part relatively soon. And uh, with that being said, this has been the Godcast. I'm Xavier. Thank you so much for listening, and stay tuned.